Well, good morning, church. Good morning. morning. I'm Pastor Jim Davis. I'm one of the three pastors here, along with Pastor Tom and Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris was supposed to be on a trip to Haiti, but it was postponed because of some upheaval going on down there. So he will be going later with his family on that trip. And so he had originally asked me if I would fill in today on this Father's Day. So happy Father's Day. Oh, man, that was pretty lame. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. For the sermon, I was trying to come up with a dad joke about momentum, but I just can't seem to get it going. Hey, you guys are good. You're good. All right. All right. But there is more to being a dad than telling dad jokes, right? There better be. In fact, God considers fathers very important. God considers parenting very important, so important that he models being a parent to show us how important it is. He's our father, and he thinks fathers are important. Unfortunately, in today's world, there's a lot of confusion today on what it means to be a father, what it means to be a man. Um, In a fallen world, many of us had bad experiences with bad fathers, Like my dad. My dad never knew his dad. Um, My grandfather left before my dad was born, left my grandmother alone with a daughter and a son on the way. So there are a lot of people in our society, like my dad, who have a hard time thinking of God as father, much less calling him that. The word father does not bring a smile to their face, but causes pain, images of rejection, anger, absence, even even abuse. And so because of this, there's spiritual fallout. I mean, we have generation of people who are at best ambivalent about the fatherhood of God. So a sermon about fathers on Father's Day can cause pain, either because we miss our fathers terribly or because our earthly fathers caused us pain and hurt. The good news, though, as we have sung this morning, is that we have a Heavenly Father who loves us and who is there for us, even if our earthly father is no longer with us or was never there for us. We have a Father. Our Father. So what is God our Father like? And what does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to be a man? What are men supposed to do? Now, Jesus had both an earthly father and a heavenly father, and he had a perfect relationship with both. When the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, not only did Jesus teach them how to pray, but he also revealed to them and to us through this prayer what our heavenly father is like, what we as men are to strive to become. We're to be like our heavenly father. So I want us to take a look at this prayer today, the Lord's Prayer, and what it reveals to us about our Father and about what we as fathers are supposed to do to be godly fathers. So can we all stand and say the Lord's Prayer together? Now, many of us know it in the King James Version, so we're going to recite it in that version. Right? Our Father, which art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated. This prayer is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. And again, in this passage, I want to look at what God teaches us about being a father and also about what God the Father's like. Now, I don't usually do alliteration, but I did see a three-point sermon that started my thinking. It had three Ps, and I thought, well, I can do better than that. And so I couldn't help myself. And so we're going to see what our Father and what we as fathers and men should have as our focus. Person, place, priority, provision, pardon, protection, and power. Again, that's person, place, priority, provision, pardon, protection, power, the seven practices of a godly man. Person. The prayer starts with our Father. Our Father is a person. God is someone that we're to have a personal relationship. You know, a Father is one of the people that we should have the closest relationship with. So how is your relationship with your Father in heaven? Do you talk to him? Do you, do you listen to him? Do you spend time with him? Do you love him? Man, this is the first step in practice of a godly man is having a relationship with your heavenly father. But then again, how is your relationship with your earthly father? Do you talk to him? Do you listen to him? Do you spend time with him? Do you love him? Dads, are you available so that your children can talk to you? Have you sought wisdom from God's words so that your family will listen to you? Do you make time for your children? Do you love your family? Are you the person that others would call a man of God? Now, none of us are there yet, but are we striving toward that goal? Are we working toward becoming more and more like our Father in heaven? Let's be that person. Person. The second is place. Our Father, which art in heaven. There is a place. God is in heaven. Our Father is in heaven, ruling over his kingdom. Our Father, which art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thine is the kingdom. God's place is in heaven as a king, as a ruler. His will is to be done. So men, are we doing his will? Are we leading our families to do his will? We find his will in his word. If you want to do his will, you need to know his will, which means you need to know this book. Are we reading this book? God's place. God's place is on the throne, and we are to do his will. He's our leader. But man, God has also appointed us a place. And he's appointed our place to be leaders of the family. And so, man, we're to be like our Heavenly Father to lead. Our place is to be the leaders of our home. That's not politically correct. It's not culturally approved. But God has ordained it. Fathers are to lead. Men, we are to lead as God leads us. 
If you want approval, if you want to be popular, then don't be a dad. Because a dad's role in the family will not lead you to be popular. I joke with my girls that if I'm not irritating you or making you mad because of a decision I've made, I am not doing my job. Um, And there's truth to that. It takes courage, it takes conviction, it takes commitment to be a dad, to be a leader. There are times when you need to say no in the face of pressure to do otherwise. But to do anything less would be wrong. Leadership is lonely. It is hard, but that is our place as men. Person, place, priority, hallowed be thy name. A father's priority, a man's priority is to be God, to hallow, to honor, to value, to worship our God. Is God our number one priority? What would our family say if we asked them this? Based on how we live, what we say, what we make our priority, would our children say that the most important thing to us is their grades in school, how they do in sports, money, success? Or is it seeking and following God? God is hallowed in our lives when we allow God to rule as king over us in our hearts, our minds, our actions, our will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Do we allow God to be on the throne of our hearts? Do we allow him to be in control of our lives? Do we seek to honor God? Do we seek to hallow him by doing his will? I mean, it's been said that truth is caught rather than taught. Are we living as we believe? Do our lives hallow God? Um, Many years ago, when Karen and I were living in Michigan, we took some friends' children to the beach, um, Lake Michigan, and while we were swimming, we started to find money just floating around on the water, real money, lots of real money, hundreds of dollars of money floating in in Lake Michigan. We were excited. (laughs) (laughs) Then we saw a man desperately looking for his wallet, and he was watching his money float away. So we had a choice. Keep the money or give it back. We rounded up as much money as we could, and we gave it back to him, and he was so grateful. And then we helped him find more of the money in Lake Michigan. That made a lasting impression on those children. The children caught the truth about being honest more than any sermon, any lecture we could have ever given them. Are our children catching the truth from how we hallow God? Are we living in such a way that they will catch our faith? Person, place, priority, provision. Give us this day our daily bread. God provides for his children. And so should a father. It is right that we should expect our Heavenly Father to provide for us. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 33, it reads... Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet 
your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. God will provide for his people. A similar kind of provision is what an earthly father is called to do for his family. In fact, earthly fathers are the primary means by which our Heavenly Father provides for families. 1 Timothy 5.8 declares, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. God has ordained fathers to provide for his family. If you want to encourage your dad today, you might want to thank him for working hard to provide for you. That's so much more encouraging than the, hey, Dad, can I have some money? (laughs) Far too often, though, a father feels like he never provides enough. But it's important to remember that Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. We are not called to provide prime rib or filet mignon. We are called to provide daily bread. It's not about keeping up with the Joneses or about living the American dream. It's about providing the basic necessities of life, the food, the shelter, the clothing. And if you are doing that, then you are doing God's will for your family and providing for them. Person, place, priority, provision, pardon. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. God forgives and as men so so must we as an expression of his love grace and mercy our heavenly father pardons he forgives god understands that he could provide everything else but if it doesn't provide forgiveness we are still in great need fathers we can provide everything that our family needs but if we don't forgive if we don't forgive our children they will be emotionally and spiritually scarred they will hurt they will be in great need. Now, forgiveness came at a great cost to God the Father. And we can expect that forgiveness will also cost us. Being a father brings a lot of blessing, joy, laughter, and fun, but it is also very costly. And the biggest cost is not financial, it is not time, but it's emotional. We make an emotional investment in our children. Our children need affirmation, encouragement, expressions of love, and correction and discipline, but they also need to be forgiven. And just like we have been, given, been forgiven by our Heavenly Father, kids are sinners, <laughs> just like us. And they need forgiveness. And what will you do when your children break your heart? And they all do, some in small ways, some in big ways, 
but they all will break our heart. They will fail, and they will hurt you. Will you forgive? God still loves me even when I'm selfish, foolish, and even when I turn my back on him. Can we love our children that way? One thing Karen and I say to our children, usually after we have to have a little talk with them, (laughs) is that they can never do anything to cause us to love them more, but they can never do anything to cause us to love them less because love is unconditional. We forgive because God first forgave us. And we forgive continually because we are also forgiven continually. I'm a good repeat failure. And God forgives me repeatedly. And I also need to be a good repeat forgiver. Will you forgive? Person, place, priority, provision, pardon, and protection. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, this next slide, I've used this before. I think it was back in 2015. Can we show this slide? There should be. There it is. Which one is different? A shark, a bear, an alligator, and a cow. Well, it's the cow, right? You see, in the United States, there is one shark death per year. In the United States, there is one bear death, one person killed by a bear in the United States every year. Alligator. In the United States, there is one person that dies per year in the United States. So sharks, one death. Bears, one death. Alligators, one death. Cows, 20 deaths per year in the United States. Fathers, if you want to protect your children, you need to go to the mountains or the beach. But you need, in the mountains, but you need to stay away from Lancaster County barnyards. It is dangerous here. But, Fathers, seriously, we do need to protect our children. Proverbs 18.10 states that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are safe. And Psalm 1.6 says the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. As children of God, we can have confidence that God takes great interest in our safety, in our security, in our direction. He is our great shepherd. We can fear no evil. Because he is with us. And although we don't really need to be too afraid of cows, there are other threats to our children that we need to take seriously. Children get bullied. They make poor decisions. They have sinful habits. They waste time or money. There's physical threats to their health. There's pornography, immorality. There's wrong priorities. There's false teachings, wrong media. There's offense by others toward them. And a part of being a family protector is being honestly involved in the lives of our children. Being actually present. It also means asking questions and digging deeper. It goes beyond just asking where did you go and who were you with? We should already know that. But what did you talk about? What are things like at that family's house? Have you talked to your friend about the Lord? Do you think this friend makes wise decisions? Do you think you make good decisions when you are with this friend? 
We need to stay engaged with our children in order to protect them. At every stage of parenting, the threats change, but our child's senses of security in us should remain constant. We need to help set the stage for them to have a strong faith in God, their eternal protector. What are we doing to protect our children? Person, place, priority, provision, pardon, protection, power. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You see, God has the power. We do not have the power to be able to be a good father. We need God's help. It's his power that will sustain us and help us. We don't have to do this in our own strength. In fact, we can't do this in our own strength. But we can do all things through him who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 By God's grace, we can be the fathers God wants us to be. Not perfect, but even in our imperfection, our flaws, our mistakes and sins, we can be a reflection to our children of our Heavenly Father. That is ultimately who they need to trust and rely on, not us. We are just there to point the way to God the Father. Person, place, priority, provision, pardon, protection, power. Person, is God our Father? Place, are we leading our family well? Priority, is God our number one priority? Provision, are we providing for our family? Pardon, do we forgive? Protection, are we protecting? Power, do we do all this through God's strength? Let's listen as the team sings this truth. Stand with us, if you would, as we sing the Lord's Prayer. You can sing along or meditate, pray, whatever.
temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the Father in heaven who cares for us and wants us to be close to him. And we as dads and men need to point our families to him in our words and in our actions. Have a great Lord's Day. Have a great Father's Day. Amen.